Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Michelle Joy Phelps with Boxing Social in partnership with Forged Irish Stout, Empire Fight Store, and FreeBets.com. And I'm joined now with the one and only Dan Raphael. Dan, thank you so much for your time this morning. Um, how are you, first and foremost? I'm good, Michelle. It's a pleasure to be out with you. Yeah, thank you. And um, there's been so much going on. Recent news that Canelo will be fighting Jermall Charlo, not Jermell, because a lot of these people are saying it's Jermell again, but it's not. It's his brother, Jermall Charlo. Just what are your thoughts on on that latest rumor? Well, like you said, not official yet. I mean, but it yeah. feels like that's the way it's trending. He did his uh, it wasn't really a announcement, a press conference. Uh, that took place in Mexico where he sat down with the folks from TV Azteca, which was the, that's the place that broadcasts his fights in Mexico. And that's part of the agreement to, you know, come in and hang out with them and do some interviews from time to time. So that was part of that agreement. And he uh, answered some of those questions, but he didn't specify the opponent's name. Uh, I don't speak Spanish, but as it was translated to me, my understanding is he said that he would be fighting. I mean, the one thing, the main thing was he confirmed he would fight May 4th in Vegas, which, of course, is not unexpected. We've known that for quite some time. He said it as soon as he walked out of the or in the ring after he beat uh, uh, Jermel Charlo back in the fall. That's the Cinco de Mayo holiday. What he also said, though, that I guess doesn't come as a humongous surprise without naming the name of the opponent, as I, I guess from what I am told, one of the things he said in that interview was that he would not be fighting a Mexican opponent. Mm. That he'd be fighting an American opponent. Well, if you go down and take a look at who's available and who's around and who are the, the guys on the on the shortlist, so to speak, obviously, um, if he's not fighting a Mexican opponent, that would take out Jaime Munguia, who was a, an opponent that a lot of people were interested to see that got some buzz and a lot of hype, uh, mm. you know, in the media uh, aftermath of his most recent victory. Uh, you know, the good win against John Ryder, a guy that Jaime stopped that Canelo in his uh, fight against him was not able to stop. So there was a lot of comparisons going on between those two guys. And so really what that left you was the the notion that he probably would fight Jamal Charlo, the middleweight, uh, who is a prominent American name and had been linked to a Canelo fight prior to his unavailability and the fight instead going to his twin brother, Jermel, who Canelo routed and won against handily. And I guess uh, we get two for the two Charlos for the 
for the like actually pay per view, you get two for the price of two. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> can I interject know. real quick? Because yeah. I know that everyone's saying that he said specifically that he wasn't fighting a Mexican fighter, but Benavides is technically American. He's an American Mexican American. Understood. So that could still technically put him out there, right? In 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 the running for that or. Of course, it's so hard to tell these days because there's so many different reports and sources that come out. But one of which that I read, and maybe you can sort of clarify for me, is they were saying that Canelo was not wanting to fight Benavidez next with his PBC contracts. And we know that PBC, with, I don't know how it works with the contract he signed initially because it was showtime. So I don't know where all of that sort of fits if he's moving over to Amazon as that that's clearly what their new platform is. Do you have any any information on that? My understanding is when he did the deal mm -hmm. uh, that resulted in the first fight of that deal being the fight that he had last fall against Jermell Charlo, the contract that he did with uh, that he did for his fights was not with Showtime. It was with PBC. And so therefore, PBC as the partner of Showtime, placed the fight on Showtime pay-per-view. And so that would simply move forward. And since Showtime is no longer involved in boxing, mm -hmm. they will put it on their current broadcast platform, which is uh, Amazon Prime Video, and do it as a pay-per-view, which is obviously a major part of that deal is, uh, you know, very pay-per-view centric. Obviously kicks off March 30th and then the Canelo Alvarez fight uh, on May 4th. Um, so that's that's the deal there. It'll be, it will be a Amazon Prime video uh event in the united states now the good thing about it is if you don't want to buy it on amazon prime video i mean it'll be the same price same broadcast you can still buy it as a regular pay-per-view on your television satellite ppv.com and and your normal outlets uh but they are the main platform that it will be on they also will show some of the undercard fights for free as part of the, as part of the like the free view if you will i wonder if you know how like DAZN has it where if you are a DAZN subscriber, your price is X, right? Well, what if you're an Amazon Prime, like you have Amazon Prime, is it discounted? Like, do you know, or is it just- They, they haven't said anything about that. They haven't even yeah. officially announced the price of the pay-per-view yet. I'd be rather surprised if they offered a discount to the Prime subscribers, uh, of which there's, you know, over, a, what, 160 million or something like that. It's an enormous amount of people yeah. that subscribe. But uh, I mean, the zone has done that, but I, they were trying to drive their own subscriptions. I think Amazon Prime is pretty well pleased with having 160 million subscribers. Back to what you mentioned about Benavides. Yes, of course, he's born in the United States. It's, you know, obviously his background is of Mexican uh, heritage. But from everything I've heard from a variety of people that are in and around uh, Canelo and PBC and that, that element of the fight, that it's not going to be David Benavides, which I think will be a big disappointment to a lot of people. Because listen, that's the fight that should be happening. That's the one that makes the most sense from if you're trying to sell pay-per-view. The only one that I think could compete or maybe even do a little better than a Benavides fight at this moment that's like a fight that they could actually make would probably be the Crawford fight. Mm. But if you're not, if he's not fighting Crawford, you know, I don't know a single person out there that would prefer to see Charlo over David Benavides or Mungi for that matter. The Charlo fight, I don't get. I mean, it's nothing against Jamal. You know, he is the WBC middleweight champion. Uh, he hasn't defended that title for quite some time. Right. He had gone through a huge long layoff, two and a half years, came back, you know, in a fight that was over the weight, didn't even defend the title, didn't look particularly good in that fight. And I think a lot of people would be hugely disappointed because here you have Canelo. He fought Jamal, the brother, in a 
pretty bad fight. Not It was a great performance from Canelo, not taking anything away from that, but Charlo didn't show up. He didn't come to fight. He basically, you know, surrendered immediately and just went the 12 rounds. Uh, you know, it was just a terrible performance. Uh, and a lot of the public, I think, who's not in it in every single day that might just buy the occasional pay-per-view and knows Canelo as the big star that he is, and they see his next fights against uh, Jamal Charlo, they might scratch her and say, why in the heck is he having a rematch with the guy he already beat? Because they don't know the difference between the two brothers. They look the same. They're twins, of course. And they have this, everything about their name is the same, except for one letter. Obviously, they're different people. But to the general sports fan, uh, who's maybe an occasional boxing viewer, they don't know the difference between these two guys. So it just, I don't I don't well, see how it could, how could it do business? How can it do business? Even Oscar De La Hoya was um, a bit thrown off by that too. Because, I mean, he obviously knows the difference between Jermel and Jermel. But he said at, post Jaime Munguia's uh, fight, he was like, oh, is he fighting Jermel again? And it's like, no, it's Jermel. So if if even he can be a little bit thrown off by that, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people who are Listen, little... Al Heyman, PBC, Amazon, Canelo, they can do what they want to do. Right. Of course. No, it's, you know, it's up to them. They're the ones that are going to take the, the risk on whatever the, the event is. Not Canelo. He's going to get his purse, I assume. Uh, and if that's how they want to roll, so be it. But it's also, if that's how they're going to go do their event, it's certainly... The uh, the prerogative of the of the of the public to not buy it or to you know ignore it or not get too hyped about it you know as media members you know we'll cover it obviously it's still Canelo Alvarez he's still one of the the biggest and best fighters in the sport uh, I'm not sure that the that the media at large will do it with the kind of enthusiasm let's say is if they would if he was fighting Munguia or if he was fighting David or if he was fighting Crawford uh, it's just hard to get revved up for the prospect of Canelo taking on Charlo who we just had a, a fight against Charlo. It'd be different if it was a great fight or if Jamal had been active. I mean, the guy's never even fought a super middleweight fight. Now he's getting a shot at the undisputed title. It's, I don't know. Uh, everybody's entitled in the business to do what they want to do and try to make their money. But I'm, I'm just a little cynical about that particular matchup. Right. I know that um, there are other, I mean, even just you touched on it briefly was Terrence Crawford. I don't know where this came from. I can't quote the source, but I know it was floating about that supposedly Canelo is interested in facing Terrence Crawford in September. Can you okay. confirm that that is like, can you I can't, I can't confirm that's what he wants to do. I mean, the last I knew from Canelo's own mouth was when he said, uh, I think it was in the post fight uh, or soon after the, the Charlo fight that he had last fall that he just wasn't really that interested in in Crawford. But he also will say in, in, in another breath, and he's done this for his whole career, you know, like if the fans want to see it, you know, I'm willing to do the fight. I think the fans would be interested in Crawford the same way they'll be interested in seeing him against Benavides. Uh, and, you know, Canelo's at a stage of his career and has been for a few years where he has the right to pick and choose who he wants to fight. Mm -hmm. um, and for the most part, and I give Canelo credit for this, he may not have fought the guys that we wanted to see at the exact moment we wanted to see them, but by and large, you know, within a reasonable time frame, he has fought the fighters we wanted to see. We wanted to see, uh, you know, him run through and, and and as, you know, as he went on that that trek to become undisputed and he fought all the champions. Mm -hmm. He did fight Gennady Golovkin. Was it at the exact moment we wanted? No, but he did fight him when Gennady was still a, a tremendous fighter and the rematch. And he fought guys that people and his own team didn't want him to fight. You got to go back a few years ago, whether that was the Austin Trout fight or fighting Arislandi Lara. Uh, you know, he was a young, young fighter when he, when he stepped up and fought Floyd Mayweather. I mean... <laughs> You know, I mean, the guy, you cannot quibble with Canelo Alvarez's resume. He's got a phenomenal resume, you know, fought, you know, all kinds of huge names. Uh, you know, Miguel Cotto, when he was the middleweight champion, 
He's fought a plenty of top-notch, you know, superstar opponents. He fought Dimitri Bivol. Uh, you know, that was a very dangerous fight. He moved up and fought Canel, uh, Sergey Kovalev that was perceived at that time as a very dangerous fight. So, you know, he has shown that he's willing to take on the top guys. Uh, and so I am hopeful that whatever happens in this fight in uh, that's going to come up in the in the spring, that the, that the third and uh, final fight of that PBC agreement, if he's not going to fight Crawford or Benavides in that second fight, hopefully the third fight will be one of those guys that real, real want to see, or Munguia. I mean, for me, give me Munguia, give me Crawford, give me Benavides, either any of the two of the three of them over the next two fights, and then you can still fight the third guy, you know, down the road. Do you know, it would definitely be explosive for PBC and Amazon to be able to secure a fight like Canelo versus Terrence Crawford. I mean, it's definitely a way sure. to kick things off for sure for 2024. Well, I also, I look at it like this. I mean, I'm not one to tell them how to do their business because like I said, it's their, their choice, how they're going to handle it. But if you're, if you're establishing or trying to establish anyway, a new platform and a partnership between PBC and, and Amazon, mm-hmm. you know, I get they're doing the March 30th fight. It's not a bad card with, with uh, Tim Zhu and Keith Thurman. There's rather some attractive fights in there. I'm just not sure if you ask the average boxing fan, but if they rise to the level of a pay-per-view fight, it's not, it's not being critical of the matchups. The matchups are, you know, good, uh, so that's that. And then also they want to come out of the gate and sort of make sure that everything works in terms of Amazon Prime. What people don't realize is that this is not HBO pay-per-view, Showtime pay-per-view, ESPN Plus pay-per-view, even DAZN pay-per-view, where they've never done it before. You want to make sure all your technology works. You want to make sure that things go the right way before you start with some big, big mega fight. So, okay, you get your March 30th event squared away. You make sure everything runs smoothly. And now you want to come out of the uh, the next one and put on a huge event. Mm-hmm. Does Canelo, Charlo rise to the level of a quote unquote huge event? You know, I don't think so. It's a, it's, it's still a, it's a big deal because it's Canelo, but it's not the level of those other matchups that we were talking about. I mean, I definitely think that if we get the Jamal Charlo, the one that comes out, trash talks, really engages, tries to get under Canelo's skin, I think it could definitely help sell the event. Because um, I know when Jermel fought him, it was very... Um, I mean, it's okay to be this way, but it was it was respectful. There wasn't much engagement there in that regard. Little jabs here and there, but not what we expected when it comes. But you to- know, Jermel, like yes. they're not neither neither brother is the kind of uh, person leading up the fights that doesn't talk. And it was rather surprising that right. Jermel did not speak up and say much, and frankly gave off the the uh, the aura, the attitude, if you will. I'm just happy to be here. I'm getting my giant payday and I'm happy to be here. And he was sort of like an awe of Canelo and, and being in his presence and yeah. uh, didn't turn out to be a very disappointing fight. So I don't know how you can run that back because whether it's proper or not, or it's right or wrong. The public is like, why are you fighting Charlo again? They don't view it as a new fight. They view it as a rematch, mm. even though obviously they're separate individuals. Right. This is what it is. Well, let's see what happens. Obviously, right now, it's still a rumor. We never know. You, We may end up... He, he may have planted a little seed to kind of throw everybody off by saying it's not going to be a Mexican and ends up being, well, Benavidez isn't from Mexico. He's American. So maybe we can, we'll get that surprise. It's a, it's a little know. wishful thinking from you, Michelle, but I hope you're right. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm crossing my fingers because that would... I cross I, my fingers, too. Yeah, like, look, let's let's be frank. It's not no disrespect to Jamal. It's just that everybody does want to see Canelo versus Benavides at this point. So I feel like or it's Mungia. becoming or the Crawford. new version. Or Crawford. 
But I feel Little like Ben is sort of becoming the new version of Canelo versus Triple G. Like, when are we going to get it? When are we going to get it? It, it's it's sort of becoming like a 2.0 of that, in my opinion. You know what? This is not rocket science. If, if Canelo Alvarez, and I've said this exact statement before, if Canelo is the undisputed super middleweight champion of the world, David Benavides is the undisputed number one contender. He's the people's mandatory. Mm. Enough. You, you can find other fighters who are quality, who are talented, who are good, who are highly ranked, some that might have fans, etc. But the guy that will make the best fight that's got the best name, that will deliver the biggest action, that the fans want to see the most, is mm. David Benavides, period. Right. Well, I think we all agree on that one. Uh, another fight that you have reported on that is official or close to being official is going to be the rematch between Josh Taylor and Jack Catterall in Leeds on April the 27th. What news do you have in that regard? Any updates? Well, just uh, it's not official yet. Uh, it, they have agreed to the fight. It is uh, definitely happening, I mean, unless something causes it to be canceled. I'm not sure exactly when they're planning their official announcement. But this is a fight that a lot of people have wanted to see ever since the extremely controversial uh, outcome of their first fight, where you had uh, uh, Jack Catterall at that time, a very uh, a big underdog as a mandatory challenger, going to Josh's turf in Scotland and uh, putting on the fight of his life, really, and coming out in a fight where a lot of people thought he deserved to be the winner. And he didn't get the win. It got a, it was a split decision. And in the UK, it caused obviously a huge amount of controversy, you know, very, very controversial people talking about it's, you know, scandalous. I didn't, I didn't view it quite that badly. Um, but I can, I can actually see people that thought that, that Josh was the rightful winner of the fight, but it was close, but it mm -hmm. did cause a huge amount of outrage. And they did try to make the fight on a number of occasions as a rematch after that. Josh, to his credit, was so kind of upset by the negativity towards his victory, even though he's not the guy that was the one scoring the rounds. He was the guy in the ring fighting the fight. Uh, but he understood that this was not a, you know, a good situation. And uh, the rematch loomed. It was the biggest fight in terms of profile and money for either one of those guys. And he allowed himself to be stripped of various titles. Remember, he was undisputed at that time. Right. This was an undisputed defense of all four belts. Uh, he let some of those belts get stripped away because of his uh, desire to have the rematch as opposed to making a mandatory defense in some other organization. He gave up one of the belts to make the fight, and they they did make the fight. And because of different things, whether it was TV schedules in the UK, uh, injuries that that were suffered, I think there was something related to one of the guys got COVID maybe. Anyway, the fight was postponed on, at least to my recollection, about like three different times. And finally, when there was a, an injury that postponed it yet again, the WBO, kind of, which was the one belt that Josh still had, uh, kind of got tired of waiting around. And at that point, they ordered him to fight the mandatory against Tiafimo Lopez, who had won an eliminator in uh, in the in the late part of the year. And so that fight happened in the, in this past June, and Josh lost the fight. So now he doesn't have the title. And uh, But the rematch was still something that people wanted. Catterell had gone over to Eddie Hearn uh, and had a couple of fights, not particularly enthralling uh, results, frankly. The first fight against, what was it, uh, the I forget the Irish fighter's name, the fight he won a 10-round decision, very pedestrian kind of performance. Then he had... Uh, a fight that I thought was an absolute and utter mismatch, which it turned out to be as he beat up on, uh, you know, the once great Jorge Linares and sent him off into retirement. So now you got these guys sitting around. The Catterall's got no big fight. He hasn't looked particularly great in his recent fights. Taylor's coming off a loss, hasn't fought, you know, since this past summer. And, uh, you know, you pull it out of your back pocket, Michelle, that's the fight that still people are interested in. So they finally were able to make that match. And so we're going to see, um, see them do it again. 
Uh, the interesting thing about it, by the way, you mentioned it's going to be in Leeds, England. Neither guy is from Leeds, England. I know from my reporting is that part of the agreement was that it could not be in Scotland and it could not be in Manchester, which is the closest big city in England to where Josh is from. So right. they felt like Leeds was more neutral. Exactly. Yes, it's the same country as where where Catterell is from, but it's certainly in their at least in the in the minds of the Taylor people more neutral to fight in uh, in Leeds than it would be to fight in Manchester. And from the point of view of Catterell, there was no reason or desire for him to go back to Scotland. So that was how that happened. And what's interesting about it also is that you know there was an offer made by Boxer to do this fight on Sky because uh, Catterell was allowed to kind of go shopping around in terms of the Taylor side. They're with top, you know, he's with top rank and they've got their DV deal here in the United States with ESPN. Um, so in the end, uh, the boxer deal that was offered, Eddie Hearn had the right to match as the matchroom promoter for Catterell. And so the fight will happen and it will be on ESPN plus in the United States, but they'll wind up doing it around the world on the zone, which is something that doesn't happen too often. So I was going to ask you about that because when I spoke with Eddie Hearn, Eddie had said that those at DAZN did not feel that that rematch warranted a pay-per-view. Now, do you, is this, obviously this is going to be non-pay-per-view then in the mm -hmm. UK? Yes, no, it'll, it'll be a non-pay-per-view. And you know what? That's good for the boxing uh, community, the boxing fans who don't and shouldn't have to pay for every single decent matchup as a is a as a separate upcharge so in america it's going to be a normal espn plus uh, event like we've seen plenty of you know you know good overseas fights that uh have taken place that are really good fights that we get for yeah. no extra charge um you know they just did in canada they had better be of against callum smith for example regular espn plus you know we were able to see Usyk against dubois regular espn plus we'll mm -hmm. see catarell and uh the rematch with josh regular espn Plus, so th that's a good thing for the American audience and for the Brits and for all the folks around the rest of the world that don't want to, you know, have to reach in their pocket for additional charges. Uh, you know, it is the right decision to make this fight as a non-pay-per-view. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the first fight, the only reason this rematch is a thing, if you will, is because of the controversy of the result. If you go back and actually watch the 12 rounds that the two guys put on in the first fight, it wasn't really a particularly good fight. It was kind of like Oh, boring-ish, kind of messy, kind of sloppy, some holding, styles didn't really mesh the best. Uh, you know, it was a little bit of a of an uneven kind of of uh, a fight from everybody. I don't it didn't it didn't lend itself to the label of, oh, this is a fight of the year candidate. This is an all-time classic. Those are the kinds of fights that usually you see rematches. But because the decision was perceived as such a controversy, that's what made the rematch uh kind of a big deal, but not because of the action. And so maybe that was part of the thinking about like, we don't need to put this on pay-per-view because it's probably, once again, style-wise, they're both good boxers, very good boxers, that it may not be the best, most entertaining fight we've ever seen. It is a proper grudge, ma grudge match because, uh, domestic grudge match, because they're always going back and forth on social media, which obviously makes it more far more exciting at the idea of having a rematch between the two of them. Again, I'm guilty. I'm the ones who, I'm a fight fan who likes... The trash talk, I like the sure. build-up. If you're throwing chairs, I'm all for it. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> that's me. I like the shoving. I like the whole the whole thing because that's what gets me worked up to want to go, yes, yes, yes. And then obviously it baits, you know, when it comes to bait, I mean, for betting, everybody wants to bet. Like, oh, I think this is what's going to happen. Like, I'm still I'm still stuck on how you like them throwing chairs. That triggered me. <laughs> I'll go back. I'll date myself. Many years ago, I remember going to a press conference 
in uh, Washington, D.C., which is, you know, right near where I live. I was going to cover a, a news conference in the of an announcement when when Bernard Hopkins was the undisputed middleweight champion and he was going to defend the title against William Joppy, who was from Washington. Bernard was from Philadelphia. It was a kind of a city rivalry. And they really were getting into it. And at that press conference, they started throwing like literally throwing chairs and it was just complete pandemonium. And, uh, you know, I'm glad that one of them missed me by just a few inches because otherwise I'd have been in the hospital. But, uh, yeah, so I don't, I'm not a big into chair throwing, okay? I, do, I don't mind it. I was there when Derek Chisora <laughs> slipped the table over everybody yep. to get to Dillian White. I was like – and everyone was like, move, move, move. And I'm, like, stuck there just, like, super fan, like, second row witnessing. How about this? Chaos. Trash talk, okay. Table throwing, chair throwing, <laughs> not so good. We'll have to agree to disagree on that one, Dan. We'll okay. But thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Um, I would love to speak with you in the next several days, obviously, as news continues to break. Um, where can fight fans follow you and and read your articles? Well, I'm on Substack now. I have my Fight Freaks Unite newsletter. And uh, I would encourage everybody to hit up danrayfield.substack.com. All you got to do is punch your email address in and you will get your blast. You can get them on a phone alert, get them in your email. You want to support the cause? We offer the paid plan, which is just a nominal fee for the extra stuff. You get uh, you know everything that I post, and uh, I've been doing it now for about three years, and it's uh, it's been a very rewarding experience being my own boss, deciding how I want to write, what I want to write, when I want to write, and uh, and also working on my podcast with my partner TJ Reeves, which we do twice a week, having a good time with that. So yes, go on Substack. I am there. Also, of course, they can find me on my social media. Well, awesome. Well, thank you for your time. I appreciate it, and we'll definitely catch up in a few days. Thank you, Michelle. I appreciate it. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.